May the words I speak and the words we hear be your words of life to us, our God. Amen. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, so you must also love each other. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples, when you love each other. Which sounds easy enough, doesn't it? Pretty straightforward. And if you go on the internet, you'll find lots of lovely little images like this. Rural scenes, and sky scenes, and sea scenes, beautiful scenes that make it all sound quite straightforward and quite lovely. But I wonder, I wonder if it is that easy, really. A couple of questions come to mind. What is this love that Jesus is talking about? And who are we to love? So I offer this little reflection. So here is Jesus with his disciples one last time. Do they know this? Do they know it is the last time? They know people in high places wanted dead. They knew returning to Jerusalem was dangerous. Thomas said they would return with him, to die with him. He gathers them for a meal. He washes their feet. Even Peter's. Even Judas's. If I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too must wash each other's feet. I have given you an example. Just as I have done, you also must do. tells them that one of them will betray him, the one he gives the dipped bread to. He feeds Judas, who leaves, goes to begin the steady walk to Golgotha, goes into the night, goes knowing that even his feet were washed. It is time to be glorified on a cross showing the depth of God's love for you, for this world. I give you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, so you also must love each other, washing each other's feet, even when they betray you. Even when they deny they are your follower. Even when they say they are no friend. Even then. Wash their feet. Feed them. Love them. Just as I have restored, healed, forgiven, offered life in all its fullness, just like that. Love each other. When all seems lost, when the pain is too great, love each other. 
not because you have to, not because I tell you to. Love each other because you are loved. Just as I am held in love, so you are held. We are all held. Love each other. So what does that look like? This loving each other like Jesus loves. On this place, we are surrounded by stories of outrageous love. Just over two weeks ago, we remembered Puhirake's reluctance to be drawn into war. Taratoa, who with others wrote the rules of engagement. They took off their outer robe of animosity, laid aside their outrage at an invading army, the need to win at all costs. If fighting is unavoidable, we limit it to here, to this field of battle. Limit how many brothers and sisters would be included. Limit the deaths. Taratoa and Heni took off the outer robe of violence, laid aside their animosity and ihi their need to stay safe and washed the feet of their enemy, of those sent to take their land. They risked their lives giving water to their brothers they had just been fighting. They loved each other because they were loved, because they were all held in love. So how do we do that, this loving each other? Sometimes it's easy, but sometimes it's really difficult. I was talking to someone during last week, it was kind of an interview, and one of the questions I asked was, tell me about a time when you've been in conflict and how you worked through that and what you learned from that. And so he talked about, uh, in his previous job, uh, there was somebody in the organisation that he worked for that was very jealous of the fact that he'd got that job because he'd wanted that job. And he spent a lot of time undermining everything that the person I was talking to did. Snide behind his back, tried to take down all the initiatives and was just a real troublemaker. And so this person had tried to be the peacemaker and had tried to find common ground with him and this guy wasn't interested in the slightest. How do you love somebody in that situation? In the end, the only thing he thought he could do was pray about it. Pray for the person, pray for the situation. Pray that somehow in all of that he would see this person as God sees him. As someone held in love so that he could also see the compassion and that God pours out towards him. 
as he said to me, that God is the only one who, in the end, can give the empathy and compassion that's needed in those kind of situations. And slowly, as he prayed for this person, prayed to be able to see him as God sees him, prayed to be able to see him as loved by God, the relationship changed. It was never great, but they learned to work with each other. They found some common ground, and the organisation was able to do what it needed to do. That person is still a troublemaker in that organisation because he did not get the head job and the person I was talking to left. Somebody else got it. So now he's being a horrible person to that new person. But at least while the person I was talking to was there, he was able to work with him with compassion and empathy and to understand something about that person's pain and anger and humiliation and desire and what drove him. That's what it takes to love each other, to not write each other off. And sometimes all we can do, all we can do is pray. So I wonder today as we hear the simple command, love each other, I wonder what stands out for you. And I wonder how and who you are invited to love as we are loved. What are the easy places? What are the relationships that really need a lot of work and prayer? And I wonder how we, in this parish, might live that out. So I invite you turn to your neighbour for a moment. It's a very short sermon for me. Only 10 minutes, my goodness. And uh, spend some time thinking about that. How do we love each other? Who do you struggle to love? What more might you need to do to truly love some of those people? Just spend a moment or two in conversation or on your own thinking about that.